0: Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on The Breakfast Huddle. Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Now, this particular headline has certainly caused quite a stir among Singaporeans in the last few days, fueling very emotive discussions. Workers' Party MP Raisa Khan on Monday admitted to lying in Parliament about details of a sexual assault case that she alleged was mishandled by the police. A complaint has been raised against Ms. Khan by the leader of the House, Indrani Raja, and she will now have to appear before the committee of privileges now this is not the first time that Ms. khan has made headlines for a mistake will this issue put an end to her career and what will it do to the workers party's credibility we're joined now by elvin Ong, assistant professor of political science at the national university of singapore good morning elvin
1: hello good morning
0: now elvin thanks for joining us today let's start off by talking about the two incidents yeah in terms of severity how would you compare the two situations what's happened now with the incident in the lead-up to the last election which we alluded to
1: i think that the current incident for isa khan now is much more serious the key defining factor now that is she is a member of parliament and she has sworn and both Parliament said she will faithfully discharge her duties to the best of her ability, that she will bear true faith and allegiance to the Republic of Singapore and preserve, protect, defend the constitution of the Republic of Singapore. So you can clearly kind of say that lying is not discharging her duties to the best of ability. And therefore she has broken her oath in the process of lying to Parliament. And so this obviously is a very grave error on a part. She is the first member of parliament since Mr. J.B. Jarradnam in 1986 to be referred to the Committee of Privileges. And uh, Mr. J.B.J. was referred once in 1982 and three times in 1986. Mm-hmm. So, yes, judging from the very strong public reaction we have witnessed over the past few days, you can say it will probably end her political career at the earliest over
0: the next few days, or latest by the next election. Mm. Just in case uh, some of you are not aware of what happened in the lead-up to the GE 2020 campaign, Miss Raiza at that point had to apologise for two Facebook posts that she made alleging that the police discriminated against minorities, and she was just given a stern warning from the police over the matter. But Elvin, as, as you've pointed out, this is much more serious because she has taken an oath, and you predict that her political career will end in the next few days. What is the best move at this point. Should she resign or wait to be asked to leave?
1: I think it is an open question uh, at this point, right? A lot of people have talked about how she has to be accountable for action. And we have seen various suggestions from some people have suggested straight up resignation. Some people have suggested uh, no resignation to continue constituency service only. Some people actually say that, oh, there's nothing for her to do because She's a mistake and she's still young, and everyone makes mistakes when they're young. Mm. So one way to answer this question is not how she can be responsible, but but what remedial action she can take that is in the best interest of Teng residents and the Workers' Party itself. And so for the Workers' Party, the key calculation is to preserve its credibility as much as possible, and from their point of view, I think in order to do that, they should expel her from the party or at least central executive committee so from the singh residents point of view obviously i don't live in singh kong i can't speak for them but i would imagine that they still want and need representation in parliament and still need someone to represent them in terms of uh, town council estate management so the workers Party must if they do expel miss uh, waiza khan must somehow reassure singh residents that even she is expelled that Uh, other grc mates can somehow rotate to take
0: over her Mm. you mentioned that they should either expel her from the party or at least from the cec but what's your assessment of the party's management of this issue thus far some have said they could have afforded to be more decisive from the get-go they've taken too long already
1: well i think it is an open question what the workers party should have or should not have done right and Primarily because it is an open question what the Workers' Party know or did not know in the month in between August when Ms Khan first made her allegations about improper police conduct till now. It could have been the case that the Workers' Party chose to believe her, her speech, that she did not want to provide any information because it would re-traumatize the alleged victim and she had forgotten certain details. So you can't quite fault the party leadership for believing her in good faith right and even aware the uh, NGO came out with a statement saying that it is actually proper to maintain the confidentiality of the victim so if this is the case then it is difficult to see how the workers party leadership could have acted earlier or differently now that she has come clean on Monday I think the entire process of setting up a disciplinary panel in a sort of institutionalized manner with a formal procedure will allow them to assess all the circumstances objectively as much as possible and probably uh table a
0: decision to the CEC three mm. Whatever the case might be, a complaint has been raised against her by the leader of the House and she will now have to appear before the Committee of Privileges, regardless of what actions the WP on its own decides to take. Let's talk about the Committee of Privileges. How might this process unfold? And you did mention earlier that uh, JBJ had been referred to the Committee of Privileges as well in his time. So what exactly does all of this entail and where can it go? So the
1: Committee of Privileges of Parliament is made up of eight parliamentarians and is chaired by the Speaker of Parliament. And among those eight is actually Mr. K. Shamugam himself, the law minister and home affairs minister, who questioned Ms. Khan over her alleged allegations of her police conduct and also Ms. Drani Raja. Both of them have said that they will recuse themselves and they will be replaced by Mr. Edwin Tong as well as Ms. Rahayu Maza. So the role of this committee is to investigate if uh, parliamentary privilege has been abused, right? Um, And the parliamentary privilege which most MPs have, which all MPs have, is that no member is liable for any civil or criminal proceedings. ...for any matter that they have brought before parliament. But because Khan breached that parliamentary privilege, abused that parliamentary privilege... ...the Committee of Privileges actually has powers to summon her, to ask her to explain in further details. They have the power to summon witnesses to uh, her conduct. And then they will make a decision on uh, what uh, punishment or sanctions that should be made out to her and there could be a variety of sanctions Mm -hmm. the three the four main sanctions that we know actually is number one a jail term not extending beyond the current session of parliament and number two a fine up to fifty thousand dollars number three is to suspend the member of parliament for the remainder of the current session and number four is a reprimand from the speaker. And these four could be a mixture, right? It could be a mix of anything.
0: Right. And this is independent of whatever the MP herself decides to do in terms of resigning or what the party decides to do in terms of letting her go, correct?
1: Yes, it is completely independent. So what a committee decides to do is independent of what the workers' party decides to do and is independent of what...
0: She decides to do herself. Mm. The thing is, uh, we alluded to the electorate in Sengkang earlier. And... Let's talk about the electorate in general and the impression that they might have been given as a result of what's been happening with the Workers' Party. Let's not forget that they've been at the centre of controversy before this as well in regard to former Hokang MP Yao Xin Liang, who was expelled in 2012 when he failed to present himself to party leadership, when he failed to explain allegations of extramarital affairs that were made against him. And now we're seeing the Raisa issue. Questions have been raised about the rigour of the Workers' Party's candidate selection process. Where do you stand on this?
1: So, I think this is a lesson not just for the Workers' Party, but for all political parties in Singapore, right? The general public reaction that we have observed over the past few days tells us that Singaporeans care a lot about the way the parliamentarians behave with integrity, with honesty and with professionalism. So political parties understand that and they can put up all sorts of processes and rules and procedures to try to weed out potential candidates with different kinds of flaws. And you can, you know, tighten up the process all you want to conduct background checks. I don't know how scientific they are, but you could potentially conduct lie detector tests and so on and so forth. But the truth of the matter is those processes are never going to be 100% foolproof. If the person is good at covering up what they do or it's just somehow flawed in a certain way, right? And I think Miss Khan's case is that she's young, she's inexperienced, she made an immature wrong decision to use a falsehood to try to convey her message. And I think what we saw before the election was not only her getting into trouble, but that the PAP also put up a questionable candidate themselves. And the public reaction at that time was so strong that the candidate was forced to withdraw. Till today, we don't know what happened to that person or what sort of PAP's internal processes led to the party selecting that person in the first place. And as for Mr. Yeo Shin Leung, um having a particular scandal and resigning in 2012, the Speaker of Parliament from the PAP in 2012 also resigned due to a similar kind of scandal. So ultimately, I think political parties can do all sorts of things to try to boot up the past candidates, but flawed candidates will always be there. And ultimately, it's up to the public to decide how to react to these flawed
0: candidates. Mm, and how the parties handle the flawed candidates as well and how they deal with them eventually. Thank you very much for that, Elvin. Elvin Ong, Assistant Professor of Political Science at the National University of Singapore. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. To listen to more great interviews,
0: download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O.